0: Welcome yeah, back yeah, to the yeah. episode of a report Miscellaneous Talks. I'm your host, mm-hmm. Glassman, and today we have a very special guest with us. Please introduce yourself.
1: <clears throat> What's good, y'all? Uh, my name is Devin Rowland. Online, you might know me more as WIA Basketball. Uh, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, former hooper, all that stuff.
0: Got you, got you. Where, where does your love of basketball stem from?
1: My love of basketball? Honestly, my dad was... He's a big basketball guy. My older brother, he didn't – he wasn't really into sports at all. He was – he was super smart, but, you know, athletics wasn't his thing. So, I kind of took a – took the athletic route. My dad kind of just poured all of it into that. And he was a basketball guy, so I rolled with basketball. Where,
0: where are you from?
1: Uh, North of Dallas. It's Frisco, Texas, the suburb, About. 30, 35 minutes north.
0: Nice, nice. Did you did you play basketball in high school?
1: Yeah, I played. Well, it was weird. I played high school basketball, but I didn't. Like I said, my dad like loved basketball, but you know, we wasn't we wasn't the family that was spending a ton of money getting me training and recruited and getting to the highest highest level of basketball. We was an academic family mostly. So basketball was like a hobby in high school to where I mm. liked it. I mean, I played in high school, all that stuff. But I wasn't I wasn't that good in comparison to right now. Okay. I mean, you asked earlier, I'm 6'5 now. I graduated high school 6'2, so I was a lot shorter. And I just didn't get good till I left and went to school, if we being real. And, like, yeah. Yeah, Paul. In college as well? Yeah, I played at, so the first two years in college, I went to San Diego State. I didn't play. I just went to school. And then my sophomore year, I could have walked on. I would have made the team if I walked on because I know the kid that made it. But I didn't walk on. I just, I didn't think I was ready. So I chose not to. and I really regretted that for, for the rest of my sophomore year, if we were be, being real. And then my best friend, he's a year below me, he got on at a Division three back in Dallas, and he was he was Division three All American as a freshman, all that stuff. So he got me linked with the coach at that Division three school. So I played two years there, junior and senior year, and then last year I was at University of Colorado at Colorado Springs, it's a Division two out there, and then I got I got injured at that school, so that was the last place I've been.
0: When how do you? Twenty-three. Okay, when when you when you left high school, mm-hmm. did you want to play basketball in college? Was that you know part of your thought process?
1: It wasn't. I mean, honestly, at high school, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't good enough to play in college at all. Coming out of high school, for one, and then, I mean, I had some JUCO, some D 3s just early stages of looking at me, but. A little personal background. Before my senior year of high school, my dad passed away. So it was – he was the reason I played basketball. So my senior year, I was detached from anything with basketball. That's why I didn't – I didn't pursue it at all because I didn't want mm-hmm. so to play. So it took me those two years of just playing pick-up and finding that love for the game again. That's what catapulted me into going and playing in college and turning it from something I didn't like to something to honor his legacy. So mm-hmm. – so it ended up being a weird weird transition. So I didn't pursue it. But frankly, I don't think I don't think I would have been half the player I am now if if I did try to jump straight to college basketball because it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. E- even Division Three, I know a lot of people talk down on it. They make their jokes, but even that level of basketball, I mean, there's there's talent everywhere in college. I wasn't I wasn't ready for that coming out of high school.
0: So at the end of your senior year before your sophomore year, that's about a year or two mm-hmm. difference. What yeah. it seems like you made it like a great jump in your skill your skill set. What did you uh, improve?
1: Really, I just I played more pickup. I mean growing up I I played, but I didn't play against the top of the top guys because like I said, I wasn't a college basketball player, my freshman year of college, but you take me to a collegiate rec center I'm still the best player in the rec center or one of the best mm-hmm. so it's San Diego State pretty big school most people actually don't know how big it is but it's it's huge so we got all kinds of people coming through kids on the team other xd1 XNBA, famous people all that stuff so all these people came to the gym once or twice And I was the one who had to guard them because I was still one of the better people at the rec center. I just wasn't at that level yet. So ex-NBA comes. Now I got to figure out, okay, well, what do I do to hold my ground against an ex-NBA player? Mm -hmm. How do I I score on an ex-NBA player? How do I do this? How do I do that? Mm -hmm. So I just played a ton of basketball against a ton of really, really, really good players. And, you know, it grew my confidence. That was one of the bigger things that I was struggling with in high school. Grew my confidence, definitely grew my skill set, kind of made me figure out what my game was, what I was good at. So mm-hmm. those year and a half, two years, I mean, I just – I completely changed as a basketball player, mostly mentally, but some of my – definitely my skills improved a whole lot. Um, what are – What well, Whoa, you're cutting – you, hold on, you're cutting out. I can't hear you. What are some notable names?
0: Bro. Nah. Like a few. <laughs> he letters. said
1: notable, notable names I played against. I think that's what you were saying. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, San Diego State. Like I was saying, I played. There's a TMZ clip on it. I played Dwight Howard, and that's when he was on the Dwight Howard was on the Hornets at the time, and TMZ made a clip of it. I got I got a steal on him. Got a got a dunk on the other end. It wasn't that great of a clip, but that one went a little bit viral. And then, shoot, one of the NBA players. A lot of the NBA players I played up at that school were smaller than, but played dot back when he was making making them viral NBA impersonation videos. dot mm-hmm. still in the social media world, that's where I met R2B ball. And he went to San Diego State when I went there. So I got, I got pretty close to him before he blew up. Um, Then the social media sphere, I mean, Cam Wilder, I trained Ryan to Crash Dummy. Um, Yeah, a lot, a lot of people from that TikTok world that came through Dallas, who came through the area I played against, but, you know, I had to pass up on, I had to pass up on some opportunities on the social media side just because I I train and I work, so I mean, I missed out on the chance of meeting a bunch of big, mm. bunch of big YouTubers and all that stuff, just because I got to keep these lights on in my apartment.
0: I feel that. So, but uh, after high school, what were your intentions like professionally? Where did you want to go? Since it wasn't basketball.
1: Uh, after high school. Whoa! Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, my fault, my fault, but. No, nah, so my thing is I wanted to work I wanted to work in basketball. When I was about probably about middle school, I I figured out I wasn't I wasn't big enough, I wasn't fast enough, I wasn't strong enough to go play and it, go play in the league. I kind of figured that out in my 6th, 7th grade. A self-aware. So I was Exactly, but I saw that and I was like, okay, that it that dream I can still have the dream, but like we got to think of plan B. So as a middle schooler, my mindset was, okay. if it's not me playing the NBA, the next thing I thought of was, okay. well, a job around the NBA is announcing the NBA, being a commentator, doing all that
2: stuff.
1: Mm. I was like that. I mean, I was young. I didn't think about all the aspects of business and all that stuff. I was like, those are the next people. So I did journalism for a while. I went to school for journalism at first and then I hated it. It wasn't. I'm I'm glad i I'm glad I left it. it wasn't me, it wasn't what I was best at. But I did journalism for a couple of years. Wasn't my thing. Switched to business. So I don't know. I mean, if it wasn't for training and stuff, and some of the opportunities I've gotten on the training side, I was. I'm really really good like mathematically. So doing doing analytics and stuff for companies, <laughs> trying to, trying to do that more of that side was something I had some job offers to do, but, you know, once I, I mean, as I progressed through college, I I wanted to sit down and do a nine to five less and less as every year went by. Cause it just, it doesn't appeal to me.
0: You, you ever thought about playing overseas?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I mentioned it briefly, but last year I got, like I said, I got injured. That injury was a concussion and, My trainers – my trainers messed me up. I'm not trying to talk down on the school or anything, but the trainers tried to bring me back within a week, and I wasn't ready. So – You let them know that? Yeah. I mean – Wow. Again, I told them, but it's a weird process. To put it simply, the protocol is basically you got – you got to do five days of activities before you can play again because they take concussions really seriously. So – The way the trainer saw it is, well, if we make you do day one right now, we can reevaluate your symptoms tomorrow, but maybe we can get you back in time. And I was trying to tell them, I was like, I don't think I can get back for this weekend anyways. Can I just rest this week and start up next week? Because I can't play this week. I know I can't. And they were just like, okay, well, start the process. Start day one. Start day two. Let's get you cleared, and then we can evaluate But, I mean, I wasn't even ready to go through the clearing process. I couldn't do any exercise, nothing. So, they tried to bring me back quickly. I think it's what made my symptoms really, really, really bad. Plus, I've had a few head injuries in the past. So, Mm. I mean, even right now, like, yeah, I can train. Yeah, I can be in a gym. Like, once a month, they'll just randomly hit me. I'll be in the gym. I hear, like, a really loud noise. My ears start ringing. I start seeing stars. I get really, really dizzy. Damn. That happened That happened over a year ago. So,
2: hmm.
1: I mean, I can I can hoop almost at full speed again, but I still don't think I can go for a season. I can't do it for four, five, six months in a row. I can do it for a couple of days a week. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the dream was to get overseas after my playing career in college. I mean, I had, I had a pretty successful playing career. Had some agents hitting me up, having – I had some countries I was looking at, but, no, it is what it is. I'm still making money with basketball on the rim, and that's really well, – while going overseas and playing would be – it would be a blessing. It would be something I'm looking forward to. It's not the end-all, be-all. No, as long as I'm making my money through a basketball, I'm happy. Uh, your concussion, like how did that come about? It was it was random. I was so when I went to Colorado Springs, I was having a pretty weird season. I started off with the shooting guard, started the first game. I was nervous. I mean, I was just in my own head. So first game I played bad. Second game, boom, they moved me to point guard. I haven't played point guard since middle school. So I had boom, back to back, bad games. When we back to the wing, finally was having a good game. And I'm trying to get a chase down blocking I do dude goes up with his left hand, with his right arm. He just swings it, and he elbowed me in the chin. And I don't know. He hit me just right to get my brain brain to rattle around in my head. And then I landed on the ground. The floor was spinning. I was seeing stars. But it didn't look like nothing bad, so my coach didn't even know what was going on. Dude looked at me. started yelling at me for not getting back on defense. I walked smooth off the court. I didn't even say nothing to him. I just walked off the court. Game still being played, so he's cussing me out. I can't. I like. I couldn't really hear nothing. All I could hear was just like high pitch, like squeaking sounds. So it was just, it was a freak accident, freak situation. My trainer said it was some of the worst symptoms she's seen in a concussion in years.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah,
1: yeah I know. Yeah, it's I, not like you was playing football. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's because. Like I said, I think he just hit me just right. Mm. Because it wasn't... I mean, I look back at the film. It's not like he wound his arm up and really, really hit me or nothing. It was just, just the right spot, I guess. I don't know. I can't even explain it.
0: Would you hope to go overseas one day in the future?
1: You know, if I can get healthy, I will. I'd love to. But... You know, right now, like I said, I train and I take a lot of – I get a lot of joy out of, you know, getting my kids better and seeing their development and letting them, you know, live out whatever their next dream is, whether it's making a high school team, making a middle school team. I mean, I got pros, all that stuff. So, whatever their dream is, I take a lot of – I get a lot of joy out of seeing them accomplish their dreams. So, you know, that that provides me pretty much the same satisfaction as – if I was going overseas myself. Mm, so seeing, okay. seeing them succeed is, I'm, I'm satisfied with that. You know, I'm at peace with that. So if I come back, great. If I don't, great.
0: I was going to ask you, what, what age do you normally train?
1: Giggity. Normally, so my old philosophy was basically like middle school and up. But, I mean, the last like two weeks, I started getting a lot of elementary clients coming through. So right now, I mean, I got kids as low as fourth grade I work out with. Got fourth graders, fifth, all the way up through every grade in high school. Got a couple college guys I work with and then a handful of pro guys that either overseas right now and they're coming back. I got some guys overseas right now that are still overseas and they're from overseas. So it's really, it's a mixed bag. That's good.
0: That's lit, man. That's lit. That's fire.
1: Yeah, great job to have. I love it.
0: What do you think? So, yeah.
1: So what is your you know how like every player has their own regiment?
0: Like, you know, we see how, how hard Kobe worked, we see how how hard LeBron worked. Like what's
1: your regiment? Uh what's your regiment like? Yeah. I mean it it's changed over the years. I mean, right now my my biggest skill set was Good shooter. I mean, I was the best shooter in my conference my senior year. So a lot of just working on my shot. But, I I mean, I was a gym rat in general. So I was always in the gym, whether I was hooping, training myself, training somebody else. I lived in the gym when I was still playing. But to complement my skill set, I was a shooter, but I specialized a lot in kind of the in-between game kind of those shots that bail out your team at the end of a shot clock. You got to throw something up with two seconds left. Just mm. taking those types of difficult shots because that's how – back when I was playing at the rec center back in California, I couldn't get past the NBA player, period. <laughs> I just couldn't get to the rim on them. So I, had, I was forced to, quote-unquote, settle for that little mid-range game, those floaters, everything in between. So – I figured it out I was pretty good at it. So I started working on that a lot. So it was a unique skill set, but I was in the gym 24-7 when I was playing. Mm. Not not on no Kobe stuff though. I'm not I'm not a big I mean I'm not a big guy on you gotta wake up at three o'clock in the morning if you want to make the NBA. That makes no sense to me. All right. Kobe did it. I respect him for it. But you can get the same quality workout at a 3 a.m. as you can at 10 a.m.
0: So are you saying they're just different routes?
1: Yeah. I mean, there are. I mean, there's guys in there's guys at every level of basketball that you know were grinding day in and day out, three, four workouts a day and don't make it. And there's guys that eat McDonald's, play 2K, and they in the NBA. Like it's just right. it just is what it is. It's not a like any job, it's not a fair world. Some people are just more naturally blessed and catch on to their skills a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. To where you ain't even gotta, you ain't even gotta work like that. And <laughs> some guys, they ended the gym twenty four seven, and they can't get an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, I know some white gym rats for sure.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's, it. I mean, there's a lot of politics that goes into basketball. It goes in anything, really, though.
0: What do you think is your biggest piece of advice for someone trying to improve their game?
1: Most of it's reps. So I get a lot of get a lot of DMs on Instagram asking to improve their game. Most of it's just getting getting high quality reps. And then for the younger younger kids that don't know themselves yet, it's figuring out what you're good at and how you complement that. A lot of kids don't. Don't think that way. A lot of kids just go out there and play and see what happens. But everyone knows what Steph Curry's best at. He's a shooter. So that lets him get to the rim easier and go finish. Kevin Durant is great at the mid-range, which allows him to be more open from three and also get to the rim. Stuff like that. Chris Paul is best at playmaking, which allows him to have that little mid-range game to compliment him. Most kids don't have any understanding of what they're good at. So once you can once you can understand that and figure out what skills you need to complement what you best at, you can be really, really good. But most people just go out there and hoop and see what happens.
0: So, so. that 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 self the, the self awareness and a well-defined role.
1: Exactly. Because a lot of I mean, every kid growing up, their dream, their dreams college, then their dreams pro. But the first steps college. College a college scout ain't look trying to recruit. 15 guys that are all the team's best player. That makes no sense. You can't structure a team with 15 Jordan Clarksons. Mm, okay. You need a point guard. You need a point guard. You need a score. Specific each time. Exactly. Exactly. But if you maximize what you're good at, you're going to get recruited. But if you're trying to do something you can't do, it don't matter if you're averaging 25 a game. No one cares. Because mm. the team the team already got somebody averaging 25 a game, they don't need that.
2: Mm.
0: Well, I, how did you start in the player development field? Kinda
1: back in probably late high school, early college years. No, every kid doing the same thing. They're trying to go work at Foot Locker, they're trying to go figure out a part-time job over the summer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just had I had a little kid come up to me. He's like, hey, man, you're really good. I was wondering if you could work out with me. I was like, sure, whatever. So I started talking to his mom. She's like, yeah, I'll pay you, I think it was 20, 25 an hour, something like that. That's pretty in sick. In my head, in my head, I was like, that's like double what I'm making at finish line right now because that's what I was working, part-time over the summer. I was like, that's double. So if I can get Five, 10 kids doing this.
2: Mm. I can
1: make the same amount of money, not doing much. I mean, obviously I gotta work, but like I'm doing something I like doing. Awesome. So it ended up just being kind of random. It all stemmed from this one one kid, and it kind of turned into my my little side hustle. I did work three, four hours a night throughout the summer, coming home with two, three times the money I was making at the shoe store. So, I mean, my mom, my mom made fun of me because at the time I was only accepting cash. So I had, every week I went to the bank with this fat wad of like, I don't know, five, 600, something like that. And all like 10. So I pulled up to the bank. She's like, they probably think you dealing or something. <laughs> was like, There's no way they think this money's legal. But now nah, I mean, it started off as a little side hustle. And then my senior year, uh, my first opportunity came through the door. This one fell through, but one of my client's dads was like, hey, man, if you're trying to do this full-time, let's get in contact. Let's try to find a place to build a gym because I want a gym my kid can work out in. Mm. And so, I mean, I wasn't thinking about doing it full-time till then, but I was like, if I have a gym, you can, you can do a lot with that. Facts. You can really turn that side hustle into your full-time job. So... I mean, unfortunately that deal fell through. I have some other deals I can't necessarily disclose, but yeah. I have some stuff behind the scenes I'm working on along similar similar routes to that. But you know, that one conversation really convinced me that it can be a it can be a full-time gig.
2: Okay.
0: So, working working with kids, how did that transition to college players, high school players, and pros?
1: No, just the more... Really, the more connections you have, the more trust you build between people. I mean, it all ends up being a big butterfly effect. If you're good at what you do, that fourth grader you're working with got an older brother. That Mm -hmm. older brother got friends. Their friends got an older brother that all of a sudden is playing in college. Something. I don't know, but... It just all stems from one connected source to where, I mean, the people you meet, you never know. Every family's got their own connections, their own history, to where if you're doing a good job with one client and you do your job well, they're more than happy to recommend you to somebody else, and that person might be in college. They might be overseas. Who knows? But mostly with with the college kids, I mean, I played it. I played at two different schools and then the first school I was at was the division three. And I was, I mean, I was two time on conference, two time team MVP, blah, 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 blah. blah. So, I mean, I was pretty good within my conference. So a lot of kids from that conference know me, a lot of coaches know me to where once they started seeing my stuff on TikTok and Instagram, they reached out to me Mm. like, Hey man, let's get in the gym, stuff like that. So some of it's from personal connections, some of it's from online connections, for sure. sure.
2: Who's your uh, top five, dead or
1: alive? Top five, uh, top five NBA? Basketball? Basketball, NBA. Sure. So I'll say I don't even want to start the argument. I always say LeBron and Jordan. It depends on what you want, what you need. So those I mean they wanted to I don't care how you rank them it depends on what it depends on what you prefer what you like and all that my dad is from Akron so you know what I'm saying LeBron that's just how it is like my dad's from Akron my aunt used to live in Akron when I was growing up so I had nothing but LeBron stuff so I admit I'm biased on that one yeah,
0: you know LeBron left you guys originally right is, you guys just forgot my that? dad ain't
1: from my dad ain't from Cleveland he's from Akron. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. I don't
1: care about. I don't care about Cleveland. I care about Akron. That's all I cared about. So okay. anyway, anyways. So I mean, I ride with LeBron since before I even know who LeBron was. When I was five years old and he was drafted. Best believe out had LeBron jersey. I didn't know who it was. So I mean, I've been with him forever. So LeBron and Jordan number three, Kareem four, Kobe five. There's so many people that can be five. I'm gonna say magic, but five could be five could be like six different people. When <laughs> it's all said and done, I think five's gonna be Steph, but right now I'm gonna say Magic.
0: Interesting. Do you think he would need a finals MVP to solidify? Maybe. I mean your top five I, in finals MVP.
1: Multiple. True. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you can say that, but Steph has done so much other stuff outside the Finals MVP award. I mean, Andre Iguodala has a Finals MVP. I don't care about
0: that. Uh, why do people keep doing that? There's, like, three <laughs> there's like three unnoteworthy Finals MVPs, guys. Come on.
1: That's what I'm saying. But, like, no one really remembers that. They still know Steph's the best player on three championships. Uh,
0: people people remember that. <laughs> people definitely remember. I, I mean, don't... they
1: going to remember that to nitpick him if you don't like Steph, but...
0: I think it's not a coincidence that just about everybody in the top five, top ten, typically has more than one Finals MVP. But he that's does right. have the regular season MVPs, and he was unanimous. Exactly He's done a lot outside of that, but you know. But that's, nice. that's also
1: why I said when it when it's all said and done, because if he if he messes around and wins this year, yeah, I mean Andrew Wiggins ain't getting the Finals MVP. I can tell you that. So we'll see. I expect to get all, of them. <laughs> but. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be Steph once it's all wrapped up, but I ain't going to say that quite yet.
0: What um? What made you start TikTok?
1: Just, I really don't remember. I remember I wanted to post on it because I knew, I knew it was the fastest social media to grow on. Okay. And I know, I knew social media was a good way, getting new clients and kind of diversify how I'm, how I'm getting income. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's only so many kids in your area, but there's billions of them worldwide, hundreds of millions that play basketball worldwide. You can find a way to connect to those people. You got so much more money you can potentially have coming in. So I knew social media was a way I wanted to get started. I knew TikTok was the fastest way to grow on social media. And those TikTok followers, we go follow your Instagram, go sub to your YouTube, all that stuff. But you know, I don't I don't remember why I was posting the first videos I was posting, but like what made me commit to it as heavily as I did it early on. Cause you know, my TikTok didn't really grow the first two or three months. I was sitting at like five thousand, seven thousand, and stuff like that. You just kept posting though. Yeah, I mean, I just kept posting, I don't, but I don't know why I was so headstrong on posting. I don't know what made me keep going because I wasn't getting any views, I wasn't getting any followers, none of that. But you know, I think I just had the time in my day, the free time, where I mean, I could I could just go record and see what happened.
0: Do you record with a camera or with your phone normally? Nah, I do
1: all my TikTok, Instagrams on my phone. If I got. So most of my YouTube videos, I'll bring out a cameraman right now, but I don't post that much on YouTube. It's not, it takes way too much time right now. Yeah. YouTube's a full time commitment and it doesn't, I mean, you can definitely make money on YouTube, but it's a slow growth. Yeah, okay. I don't have, a, I don't have enough money from social media to be like, go hiring editors and hiring all these other people. Okay. To really work my YouTube for me. So, I mean, I'm not spending three hours at two in the morning editing my videos. It's just... <laughs> it's not something that appeals down to me right now. Yeah, down the line. I mean, it's another social media, but I still just trying to... I still see myself in the growth phase. You know, trying to grow yeah. grow my brand, grow my face recognition, all that stuff. So, you're not making money uh, off TikTok? I mean, yeah, I ain't going to disclose how much. TikTok don't pay very well. It All it takes is a quick Google search to realize TikTok pay you nothing. But, <laughs> Not really. I mean, it, I've used social media. That income, right now, I use that sort of, as my, sort of as my fun money. I'm trying to go eat out. I'll spend, I'll budget off that money. Go eat out. Go get some new shoes. Go get something to where I can go you know, live a little bit of a life to where it's not all saving. And so because my first year out of college, I mean, I got to focus more on saving, investing, all that stuff. So those breadcrumbs, TikTok pays me. I used to get get some sliced stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give a slice later after 400 million views, I'll just get a donut.
1: (laughs) Man, that's what I'm saying. It's bad. It's bad. They don't pay you nothing. But it's all good. I mean, it's fun. Met some cool people doing it. I see the potential and growing on it, and how how that helps the rest of my brand. Because I mean, I met some cool people already. And I've only been I've only been somewhat known on the app for like four months. I'm still not even that known, but mm-hmm. I mean, rappers, NBA players, all that stuff. Just that's dope. Yeah, I know it, it's super random, super weird, but. You know, add, add, some, add some variety to my life.
0: What would you say is the end goal of, you know, doing TikTok and your career? Or what would you want it to be?
1: Honestly, I mean, so I'll view, view the different platforms separately. And that's what I'm trying to do is, if you look at my Instagram, there's nothing on there that's meant to be super funny, super... There's no skits on my Instagram. It's all just either engaging with my audience or trying to get my audience better. My TikTok is basically just my my skits, some stuff with my personality, stuff I think that's funny, just random. As long as you got to do the basketball, I'll post on TikTok. I won't post all that on Instagram. So, I mean, I think obviously the connection between the two is that I'm a trainer and, you know, it grow, grows my audience to where if you want to talk monetizing your account The more your audience has, the more they trust you as a trainer, the more they're going to be willing to pay for an online program, all that stuff. Mm. Most of it's just to be, you know, as an outlet, outlet to show a personality online and just kind of have, just kind of get to have fun with it. And that's, that's where I messed up at the beginning. At the beginning, I was so serious on being a trainer and strict to what my job title was. But then I was like, you grow more being an entertainer, people care about you more if you're an entertainer too. It's a fact. And everyone that messages me privately on Instagram, they all know I'm a trainer still and they all respect what I have to say. So combining the two actually worked out pretty well for me. And it's, I mean, it's still, still doing well for me. So, but, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird mix because if you look at my TikTok right now, it is not... It's not all training. It's a bunch of random stuff.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. If you weren't doing basketball, what would you be doing for a living?
1: Analytics? I can't. I don't even want to imagine that (laughs) life. Because, I mean, because one of the jobs I was hired to do was just be there's third party analytic companies to where basically if Chick fil A comes to the company that offered me would have say hey we're trying to build 10 new locations in the dallas area here's a list of like 100 potential locations we found run the numbers based off the demographics other companies and like a million different items run the numbers build a program for us and tell us what are the 10 best locations wow which I mean it pays well, I'ma tell you that. But I was bored talking about it. Like, <laughs> like that, that's a bigger thing for me, which is obviously everyone's trying to make their money, everyone's trying to be successful financially, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean that job doesn't I don't I don't care what Chick-fil-A builds a location. I never that. have, never will. I don't I don't care about helping these other companies out to build new locations or to do whatever they ask us to do. I mean, it just wasn't something that I felt would appeal to me long-term. And I mean, my brother's in corporate America. My mom was in corporate America. I see how they talk about their jobs. Mm. It's not all negative, but it's, man, I can't wait till the weekend. I can't wait to be done with this for this week. I can't wait to be done with that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you spend most of your life doing something. And don't like it. That's not how I wanted to live. I wanted to live, yeah, I still complain about work like don't get it twisted yeah. i don't I don't love every waking second of work, especially when I got seven a m workouts when I got all types of crazy hours, I don't have days off, all that stuff. I don't appreciate that, but at the end of the day, I'd much rather do that than go work 40 hours at this analytics company I'm making a little bit more money doing something I, I can't be bothered to do so yeah I don't want to I don't like imagine I don't like imagining that route for myself it sounds that's it the sound boring I feel
0: you have have the women poured in expeditiously since your
1: increased fame Nope. bunch of kids <laughs> It's a bunch of kids, man. No, honestly, I haven't gotten – I ain't got not one DM. <laughs> like, really? everything no. – everything trying to get – I mean, people see me as a coach and a trainer. They just want me to get, help mm-hmm. get them better.
0: You see you professional
1: so, first. Exactly. Everyone views it as a professional account. I mean, I haven't – I removed my – my name's on my account, but my handle is WIA Basketball for everything. Mm-hmm. There's not – there's some personal, there's some entertainment aspects to it, but there's a professional front. I mean, my handle is the name of my company as well. So it's like most people view it professionally and professionally only, which, I mean, I'm honestly happy with. I'd rather be that way than too personal.
0: Well, that's all I have for you. Do you have any other yeah. there, Paul? All right then. This has been absolutely astonishing. Thank you so much for coming. Of course. Comment down below if you wanna see, you know, more of this
2: guy. His stuff will be there as well. God bless. Yes, sir, I appreciate y'all, man. Definitely.